and divorce conversations where we analyze, navigate, and troubleshoot all stages of your romantic life. I'm your host, Igor Meisterman, a divorce attorney turned relationship coach. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to discuss what I see as consistently recurring theme in every couple that I've been dealing with. And it's time to take a deeper dive and take a deeper look at the foundation of it all. And that foundation is called mirroring. And today I would like to give everybody a more detailed presentation of how mirroring works, how good mirroring is done, and what bad mirroring looks like. I've gone through all of these episodes with the couples that I work with, and I've gone through these issues in my own relationship as I worked to Umaga with my wife. I'm going to start with a quote that's going to seem a bit cryptic, but as we make our way through the podcast today, by the end, I hope it's going to make a lot of sense. And if it does, then I've succeeded this presentation, and you will be much more empowered partner when you show up in your relationship. We are mirrored into existence. Now, that seems a bit cryptic. You might even wonder, what? I'm already in existence. <laughs> what does that mean that somebody is going to mirror me and then, then I'll become real? I wasn't real until then. Okay, so allow me to explain. You see, what happens in most relationships is people live with an impression or some sense of belief in themselves, within themselves, that they have a good handle on what their spouse is like. And the problem with that mindset is that, sadly, most of the time, it's the furthest from the truth. I cannot tell you how many times a couple will sit in my office, or now as we do more and more Zoom sessions, and what eventually comes out as more safety is established and the partners are feeling comfortable sharing their true feelings and revealing their true thoughts and beliefs, what inevitably comes out is a sense of, I'm not seen in this relationship. I don't feel like you really hear me. Or I don't really feel like you get me. And that is very painful, very sad for most partners in their relationship. You see, the way we're wired is that we are deeply social beings. And when it comes to romantic partners, especially, that is one area in our lives where we all crave for very deep connection. And part of that connection is not only acts of service that you do things for me. Part of that connection is me experiencing you as if you really, really want to make sense of my world. And in this episode, unlike other episodes that will be dedicated to childhood wounds and how our past informs our present, we're not going to dive in so much into the past. But make no mistake about it, big piece of this puzzle of why we crave so deeply to connect to a romantic partner and to experience ourselves from a place of being understood, being seen in all ways, being vulnerable and yet fully accepted. The reason we create these things is because in some way, parents were not able to provide that to us or whoever else was our immediate caretaker. 
And what we do is we carry with ourselves into our adult lives these past experiences. And we then seek out a partner who could help us heal, soothe, address some of this need, this longing for connection, for acceptance. And that's where mirroring comes in. And that is why mirroring is considered step one in all of Amago work. If there's no mirroring, good mirroring, there's no real foundation being built for the relationship. We can't explore how to build safety. We can't explore how to heal childhood wounds if there isn't basic agreement and spirit and energy of, I really want to be able to understand your world before I analyze it, before I judge it, before I criticize it. Can I really understand your world? And that's very challenging when we live in society where so much noise is all about, can I just get my point across in the 30 seconds that are allotted to me on airtime? Whether that's airtime in front of the television, in front of a radio, or at the office, or at home. How do I spend the 30 seconds of time that's allotted to me to stand on the soapbox to express my opinions? And what mirroring calls for is, what if I try something entirely different? I'm not going to use up my 30 seconds to take up this space. Instead, what I'm going to use up with my 30 seconds is I'm going to hold the space. I'm going to hold space for you. Because when I do that, that is going to introduce an absolutely transformational experience for the relationship. So let's take a closer look. What are the benefits for those partners who choose to mirror, to hold space, to really, really understand their partners? And what benefit is there for the partners who are sharing and who are experiencing in the moment that somebody is mirroring them, somebody is really trying to make sense of them? In the Mago work, we usually refer to them as sender and receiver. So let's start with the definitions. Sender is somebody who's going to share, let's say, their feelings or thoughts. So I'm going to share with you what I'm feeling. I'm disappointed. I'm feeling frustrated with you. I'm hurt by you. I'm experiencing sadness. The receiver's job is just to say back what they're hearing. But here's the key part. The job is not to be a parrot. The job is not to excel at the skill of being a verbal stenographer. I'm just going to repeat word for word what you say, and that should be good enough, right? No, that would be actually hurtful. The job of the receiver as they mirror is to experience themselves from a place of compassionate inquiry. I'm inquiring, which means I'm coming from a spirit of curiosity, of wondering, of like detective, right? Let's take any crime scene. I want to solve this crime. I want to figure out what is going on. So to hear your partner sharing something with you, how much are you willing to make yourself open to say, wow, there's so many things I don't know about you. And I would love to learn more. You are to me like an open book of journeys and characters and various settings. And I want to experience them all. I want to imagine what it's like to be you. So I could imagine then and feel what it's like to live with you. 
That can only be done if when we sit to mirror as receivers, as our partners share with us, that can only be done if you set the intention to be genuinely open, inquisitive to what is coming at you. Not to be sitting in anticipation of how do I push back? How do I take a bite out of you? How do I become reactionary, upset at you? And instead, how do I show up with compassion? And that's why it's referred to as compassionate inquiry. I'm inquiring, but I'm inquiring with sense of compassion. And so next time, if you're going to choose to be in the receiver role and you tell your partner or your spouse, can you share from, with me what it's like to be you? If you then respond with, what I'm hearing you say, this is what it's like to be you. Am I getting you? And what I'm hearing you say is you're also saying this. Am I getting you? Right? Take your time. Take that in. How did that feel for you? If I was mirroring you or if your partner was mirroring you in that tone of voice, with that energy. But now contrast to this. What I'm hearing you say is, this is really hard for you. Is that what it's like for you? And say, your partner, the receiver, the sender says, yes, that is what it's like for me. Then you're saying what I also heard you say, it's really hurting you the way your boss has been dealing with you. Am I getting you? Is that what it's like for you? Notice the tone, the energy that's being given off. It's an energy that's meant to be soothing, energy of acceptance, energy of love and care. And after all, is that not what we're all praying for? Is that now we're all dying to experience and feel from our partners? And guess what? They're dying to experience that from us. So many flare-ups and fights and arguments happen in a relationship. Not because we didn't take care of our shopping list and you didn't live up to your expectations or I didn't live up to mine. What's underlying that fighting is really there's a deeper feeling of I'm not really understood in this relationship. So, for example, we could fight over how messy our home is. Or we could discuss, what does it feel like for you when you see a mess at home? And how could I help soothe for you and with you those feelings? And that leads us to the second enormous benefit of mirroring. You see, there's a, there's a famous saying, what comes from the heart enters the heart. But in order to enter the heart, it has to come from the heart, right? That's what the quote is, what comes from the heart. If it comes from anywhere else, logic, reasoning, technical maneuvering, it won't enter the other person. Why? That is our human nature. We are wired for connection. But that connection happens in the most real, raw way in the realm of our emotion, not in the realm of our intellect. There's a big difference when people agree on ideas and concepts. And when people agree on their inner worlds, we all know this. We all have experience in our lives, those moments. Right? People like to sometimes say, you know, I was talking to this person and I don't know what it is. Like, we clicked. There was just this connection. And I bet you that if we sat them down and we explored further, we would find that that connection was not a result of intellectual uh, synergy. It was a result of emotional synergy. We just connected. I felt understood. I felt accepted when I was around her, when I was near him. So why did I start with this quote of what comes from the heart enters the heart? Because I want to also share with you that if you choose 
to accept the mission of being the receiver, which means you're going to get to sit and mirror your partner. You're just showing them, I'm with you. I'm not judging you. I'm not criticizing you. I want you to know that there's one place in your entire life where you can go to, and in this place, you're fully accepted. In this place, you are fully loved. This is a place you can call home, true home, a home for your emotions. And in this place, you could share anything. What will happen is your spouse or your partner will eventually ask you the following question. Thank you so much for listening to me. Is there anything you want to share with me from your world? And the reason I believe so strongly that it will happen is because that is built in as a condition into us as human beings. We are longing for connection. We are craving. We are reaching out into the world the moment we're born, seeking connection. You ever seen a baby born and then turn around and, and want to crawl away from its mother? No. Entire instinct of its being, of its essence, is craving to be hugged, to be embraced, to be held closely as it latches on and attempts to nurse from its mother. The reason we do this is because we are programmed. We were designed, made to seek connection. And as we become adults, we seek that metaphorical clinging and embrace through our emotional worlds with our partners. And so realize that the quality of your mirroring is going to directly impact the extent of your partner's or spouse's availability to you. Like, you know, this happens all the time. I'll have a couple where one partner, and by the way, it doesn't even matter if it's, is it usually, you know, the typical um, uh, stereotypes of, you know, well, the women are emotional, the men are cerebral. Not at all. I'm seeing at this point very mixed bags of dynamics. Many men express very deep, intense emotions, and many women stay very cool, calm, and collective. And they just kind of reason their way through the process. But one thing that happens is as everybody settles in and gets more comfortable and accesses those deeper parts of themselves, as they slow down the noise of life, of all the checklists, of all the to-do lists, when we kind of quiet that voice, the deeper voice that emerges for everyone is, gosh, I just want to feel that I am in your emotional embrace. And what I mean by that emotional embrace is, I just feel accepted by you. I can share with you all my imperfections, my flaws, and you'll just love me that way. Oh, it's so soothing, so comforting. And when you do that for me, once I feel soothed, the next thing, the very next thing I want, usually, is can you now share with me what it's like for you? I feel so accepted by you right now. I would love to know what, what goes on in your world. And that's the dance. That's the symbiotic relationship, the dynamic that unfolds between all couples. And the more that quality mirror takes place, the more the dynamic shifts from toxicity, tension, struggle, to warmth, acceptance, and love. We are all craving this connection. 
I want to end with just sharing with you a very quick anecdotal story that actually took place with my wife and I. You see, before I began to explore getting into relationship coaching, my wife and I actually went to a therapy for approximately five years. It was a very intense experience. Every week, I'll never forget, either on the Tuesday or Wednesday night, we spent together at our Imago therapist's office, connecting, sharing, struggling. And then afterwards, we would go and get yogurt. That was our budget for our weekly date. We decided to forego Broadway shows, restaurants, other types of trips. We just wanted to have every week this chance to just be together and connect. And I'll never forget when after approximately six months of consistently going to our Imago therapist, my wife was sharing something with me and I was mirroring. And I thought that I was just practicing. I was just practicing doing a good mirror, right? Compassionate inquiry. And as I was mirroring back to her, all of a sudden I found myself in a very emotional place. And I started crying. And we kind of paused and we went off script and my wife looked at me and she said, why are you crying? And I said to her, I think this is for the first time in our marriage that I actually feel what it's like to be you. I feel like I touched your pain in this area of your life. And it just took a hold of me in a way that my mind could never have. I remember how soothing, loving, and caring that encounter was for both of us. I saw how much I deepened both my ability and my sense of what it's like to be connecting to my wife, that there is this deeper reality through which we can connect. It doesn't just have to be living out the surface checklist lives. Did you take care of your list and did I take care of mine? And at the same time, my wife experienced so much soothing from watching me there be fully present for her. And the fact that my emotions took such a strong hold of me demonstrated to her how important her world was to me. And from there, we just went to have so many additional breakthroughs in our connection and our sense of closeness in each other, the way we confided in each other afterwards. It was just simply amazing. And that is the work that I do with my couples and I push them to explore. And for those who are listening, I want you to know that I'm actually running a promotional 12-week program. It's a short program that I think allows people to manage that level of commitment, but it is all hands on deck. It's 12 weeks where you'll get to experience a weekly live session with me as a couple. I then give you assignments to do, and every week we check in with each other. And we also create either WhatsApp groups or emails through which uh, I hold you accountable and you share with me the challenges and obstacles you face. This way, I'm asking you essentially to give me three months of your lives so that you could build the foundation of your relationship that's going to allow you to come another step closer towards journey towards yourself and towards your spouse or your partner. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. For questions, comments, topics you'd like to hear more about, or to try our 24-week relationship challenge, email us at relationshipreimagined at gmail.com.